When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following is a presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. This is Duck Insight. This is Duck Insight. Insight on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. 25, To Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Time now for your daily dose of Oregon athletics. Here's your host, Joey Mack. A busy show for you coming today. Going to be a fun one. A lot of interviews, a lot of good content. It's always a lot of interviews, a lot of good content, but today especially. Get a chance to talk with women's tennis head coach Allison Silverio coming up in just a moment. We also have the director of women in flight, Callie Wagner. She's going to join us, do kind of a year in review, but then also a, a look ahead at what's to come for women in flight. So I encourage you to stick in with us for that. Uh, coach Silverio will join us in about 10 minutes, and we will have uh, Callie Wagner join us uh, about 25 minutes from now we'll also get into the men's and women's basketball schedules that are ahead for the men they get a few extra days to get ready for oregon state the rematch of the civil war let's hope that the rematch for the men goes as well as the rematch did for the women huh yeah the women certainly uh got things done in a big way in their rematch in the civil war at home Duck men trying to do the same thing. For women's basketball now, they'll be on the road to Colorado. Friday at 7 o'clock, Terry Johns has a 6.30 pregame for you. We also have tip-off Tuesday presented by The Cooler coming up tonight. I had a really good conversation with Dana Altman this morning that you'll hear tonight at 7.05 on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. It is a, I won't say rare occurrence, but somewhat rare occurrence when I, I get Dana Altman in a very talkative mood and I mean that sort of jokingly because you've all seen the way that coach Altman is you know he's but he's very you just know the mannerisms I'm talking about coach Altman was very upfront, very just all about the interview today and I had a lot of fun talking with coach Altman you hear that tonight as well as Victor Bailey Jr. Uh, talking about his amazing dunk 
that he had on the alley-oop over the weekend. That's coming up on Tip-Off Tuesday, presented by The Cooler this evening. Also, Terry Johns talking with Kelly Graves, and he got a chance to talk with Mallory McGuire, the Duck who was in the starting lineup, now not in the starting lineup, now back in the starting lineup with the absence of Lexi Bando. Really good conversation coming up uh, on Tip-Off Tuesday. I am also excited to jump into a little bit of football today. Yeah, we get into a little bit of football. And, and I do see Alfonso. Uh, yeah, there is a <laughs> there's a lot of jackets like this one. Uh, I'm sure that you'll probably find them here behind me in the Duck Store. It's where we're broadcasting from here. The Otson Duck Store in the Mishovsky Center. And I see Cindy asking, can I explain RPI? That is a big question. And as we talk about women's basketball, they're comfortably in the upper echelon of the RPI. The men's basketball team kind of on the outside looking in. RPI, for lack of a better description, is a ranking system that takes into account, depending on the sport, some different factors. Um, And that's what makes the RPI ranking work. Essentially, it's a weighted system that has to do with strength of schedule, the amount of wins that you have if you went on the road. And remember, it's slightly different for each sport. Basketball is the one where I think the RPI kind of works the best, And that's really all it is, is a weighted system depending on how you do in your schedule and who you've played, if you've won on the road, and those sorts of metrics. It's not perfect, but I think that it gives you a pretty good idea of who the best teams in the country are. I see Jake asking about uh, media day today. Yeah, Oregon baseball is doing their media day this afternoon. Uh, Unfortunately, I will not be able to make it out there because we've got Duck Insider running right up until when Coach Horton's scheduled to speak with the media. And then when the players are speaking with the media, by the time I break everything down here and get over there, unfortunately I won't be able to get over there in time. But you will hear from the Oregon baseball team throughout the course of the week. I'm going to sprinkle in some baseball interviews uh, both tomorrow, uh, Thursday, probably some on Friday as well with Oregon baseball uh, getting ready for their start of their official practices. And then the opening game is actually just now about three weeks away. Pretty exciting. In fact, Todd Miles and I are sitting down from the Oregon Athletic Communications Office. We're sitting down and doing our baseball planning because he's going to be helping me out with play-by-play across the Oregon IMG Sports Network since I'll be with Oregon basketball for a lot of the visiting games for Oregon baseball. That means that Todd Miles is going to be helping us out. For that football news, though, and we'll continue to take your Facebook comments and questions over the course of the show today, um, It's way too early for all of your top 25s and all of your national championship predictions and all these sorts of things. We're not even to signing day. And signing day, by the way, is February 7th. Some details coming out about that in the next few weeks I think that you're going to be really excited about. Uh, We're going to have some fun on signing day. A lot of different events around the state of Oregon that are being planned. Um, I actually am going to be emceeing the event in Salem this year. I'm looking forward to that. I just finalized that talk with Christy Schneider from the Duck Athletic Fund today. A lot of fun events uh, and a lot of good content and shows, I think, that will be coming your way, similar to what we did last year is how it's looking. So more details on that coming up in a little while. But what we do have for you are the odds to win the 2018 Heisman Trophy. Bryce Love, who announced he's returning to Stanford, is a 7-1 to guy. That's according to Bovada. Kind of fun to look at. Jonathan Taylor, running back from Wisconsin, 8-1. to Khalil Tate, quarterback Arizona. Now the Kevin Sumlin-led Arizona offense is 9-1. to Tua Tungvaloa. The quarterback for Alabama after the national championship buzz. He's a 10-to-1 guy. J.K. Dobbins, running back from Ohio State, is 12-to-1. Jake Fromm, quarterback of Georgia, is 12-to-1. Jarrett Stidham and Will Greer, both quarterbacks for Auburn and West Virginia, respectively, 12-to-1. Then you get Kelly Bryant, quarterback Clemson, 15-to-1. And Justin Herbert, quarterback for Oregon, at 15-to-1. How about that, though? You've got... Two of the top three Heisman odds right now, according to Bovada, are Pac-12 guys, and Justin Herbert gets in there at 15-1. to 1. And for comparison's sake, how about Jake Browning at 22-1 to 1 for Washington, and then it's the rest of the board. Not bad for Justin Herbert, and I think you're seeing the way that Justin Herbert has developed, the type of body that he has, type of athlete that he is, type of guy that he is. He just sort of fits that mold. So 15-1 to 1 odds, according to Bovada, that coming out today. Something interesting to think about as we get into spring football season. Remember, spring football, the game is going to be on April 21st, a week earlier than it usually is, a 2 o'clock start for that. And what that probably means for us on the Oregon IMG Sports Network with the April 21st 
date. Usually baseball is at home the day of the spring game. It's always kind of a big showcase day. Unfortunately, that is not how it's going to work this time around because I I don't really know why, to be honest with you. But what's going to happen is the baseball team will be playing in Corvallis at 4 o'clock on Saturday the 21st. Football's going to play their spring game at 2. Generally speaking, the spring game takes about two hours. So I think we're actually going to be looking at doing a network doubleheader here across the Oregon IMG Sports Network because we'll probably have spring football with Jerry and Georgie, then they'll be throwing it up to Corvallis to me for some Oregon baseball action in the what will be the season or excuse me, the series finale between Oregon and Oregon State. So kind of unfortunate that it didn't work out that they're going to be at home at the same time. But Oregon softball is at home at 3 o'clock, so you might be able to make your way over from the spring game and catch that one. So we're scheduling way ahead here, and that means that it's usually time for me to come back to earth and think about what's going on right now because Allison Silverio is here, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, happy belated birthday to you. Um, we've got women's tennis talk coming up. Stick with us. Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. This is Joel Block for The Law and You with Eugene attorney Laura Johnson. Laura, I understand Oregon is leading a national effort to protect children from chemicals in certain products. Joel, it's called the Toxic Free Kids Act. It requires manufacturers to disclose and eventually phase out harmful chemicals that are known to cause health problems such as cancer, learning disabilities, and chronic diseases like asthma. Children and pregnant women are especially at risk. Oregon's law helped lead the way to new national laws, the first in 40 years. Implementation will be the next step and will take years. As new chemicals are identified in the Toxic Free Kids Act, we'll be posting them on our website. Our firm has worked to bring public awareness to lead-free children's toys and alternatives to pesticides in parks. Our goal is to protect Oregon children from harmful chemicals. Thanks, Laura. To learn more about the Toxic Free Act and sign up to get reports on chemicals, visit CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. The Law and You is part of Corson and Johnson's work to make communities safer. Don't go anywhere. Duck Insider continues after these messages on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. On the Oregon IMG Sports Network. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place, and then they act so surprised when I find them, but I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Hi, I'm Matt Kenseth. You don't have to be a race car driver to know that life can be full of drama. Some of it you can't control, like mechanical issues, high winds, and rain delays. But there's some drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. You just need to take that first step and find free classes near you and leave the drama for the racetrack. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. We welcome you back to Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. I'm Joey Mack. She's Allison Silverio. She's the head coach of the Oregon women's tennis team. Off to a good start at 2-0 this year. And I, I jokingly said happy belated birthday, but seriously... Happy belated yes, birthday. We are too. both, thank you, <laughs> we are both belated. January 19th. Um, so I got to tell you about a month ago, or this, no, more than that, even two months ago, I talked with Nate Bryant, who's Sports Information Director for Women's Tennis. He's a great one. And I, He is, isn't he? He's, he's, he's a good <laughs> he one. Is. And so I said to Nate, I was like, look, we got to find a way to have Coach Silverio on on January 19th. And he was like, January 19th? Like, why January 19th? And I said, no, like, this is important. We share a birthday. And last year we ate cupcakes on Duck Insider, and it was great. Yes. Well, then he tells me it's match day. That's probably not going to work. And I thought, yeah, that's probably not a good idea. And so here we are a few days late. And I hope you had a good birthday. You got a win for your birthday. Uh, the best present I could have asked for. Is that the only <laughs> thing on your wish list this year was get a win? Yes. I like that. That was great. I like that. Well, uh, season underway. Overall, just some thoughts about how the season sure. started out. And I say started out, but really that's an unfair thing to say for tennis because you guys are playing all throughout the, the fall. fall as well. Yes. Well, 
we had one of our best falls uh, since I've been here, which has certainly built a lot of confidence and momentum going into mm. our spring or winter season. And we've started out with yeah, two wins. Is this the winter or the spring season? Well, it's it's our championship season is what they call it. But it's it. the and winter. I, yes. Okay. It is the winter. All right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's been a it's been a great start. It's it's always important to to get momentum going, and and two wins certainly gets you going in that right direction. And uh, I think for our girls or for our team, the next step is continuing with the resiliency mm-hmm. because our our schedule surely surely does not get any easier. And uh, we've got a big weekend coming up in the kickoff, and just looking forward to great battles and continue to get battle tested before so. i look ahead with you can i look back a little bit yes. at the at yes. the ita regionals because yes. i haven't talked to you since you had some pretty incredible performances in the ita of regionals course. early in the fall can, can you just kind of walk us through that and, and think back a little bit on some of the amazing performances that you saw sure so um we had a doubles pair Alyssa tabita and shweta sangwan win all our name team by the way Shweta Sangwan. I mean, it's one of the most fun names yes, to say ever. She's on the all-name team. All-name all team, team, for sure. For sure. Um, they, uh, first time in, in program history, won our regional championship in the fall. And it's actually a great story because both Shweta and Alyssa had been struggling on the single side. Mm. Um, and we just kept having conversations and practices where, hey, we're getting a little bit better each day, and with each with each struggle, with each loss, comes a lesson. Mm. And uh, it was very fitting for them to have that situation at regionals and be able to work th- through some of the struggles, some of the toughness, uh, and come out victorious. So uh, I think for not just Schwed and Alyssa, but also our whole whole team. Uh, Julia Eschett had a phenomenal fall. Danny Nasser had one of her best falls. Uh, our one freshman, our other freshman didn't come until January, mm-hmm. but our one freshman went through some transitions and some struggles this fall. And the fall is such a, a great preparation for the for the spring and for our, or I should say, our winter and spring season. And uh, <laughs> now I've got you and, saying, yeah, it, you do. And spring. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's it's all about the preparation and being able to overcome the adversity and and face it head on. So, so. I'm glad that you brought up the the Tobita Sangwan combo because I wanted to ask you some details on that sure. because so when you see players are struggling in singles and then y- you pair them together I mean was that a <laughs> conscious coaching like no this is gonna work this is gonna yes. work like what makes them a good pairing I guess maybe is the first question well they their styles complement each other uh they both see the court very well uh they're both um very talented players not only in singles but also in doubles and like I said they're their compatibility is is great together and they trust each other and that's huge and in doubles i mean that's huge on any team uh to be able to trust your you're saying we're running a play and that's the play we're going to execute and so yes like i said they had they both had a tough a tough fall as far as results went singles singles wise um and they were able to really use that to fuel some of the successes they had they had with doubles and it's amazing because just at the point where you think it you know you can't maybe break down anymore that that breakthrough is going to come so it's just that willingness to stay in there and i think those two did a great job as well as our other girls on the team to just say hey let's keep going let's keep getting better it's about the process and preparing for the season. Alison Vera, head so. coach, Oregon women's tennis with us. Are there certain players that are built better to be doubles players rather than single players and vice versa? Or just with styles and mentality? I don't know. Definitely. Um, it, it certainly can go both ways. We've had we've had both. I mean, we've had gr- players come in that were strictly only playing singles and then have developed into great doubles players and vice versa. Some that have felt a little more comfortable on the doubles court but have been able to transition into some awesome competitors on the singles court. So singles and doubles definitely complement each other. Uh, the way that doubles is played now, just the way the game of tennis is played now, it's so physical right. and aggressive. Uh, and doubles is very quick in college tennis. It's just the one set. So yeah, I've always thought that's kind of odd. 
Yeah, it's quick. Yeah. It's very quick. No room for error. But Do you like that as a coach, that it's so fast, but you prefer there's a little more? I, I prefer it when, when I played. I'm dating myself a little <laughs> bit. But um, when I played, we actually played an eight-game pro set, mm -hmm. so there were two extra games. Um, but before, uh, way back when, <laughs> uh, you actually played two out of three sets oh, of doubles. Okay. So, but there's been some timing issues and – things like that, so that's why they've shortened the doubles. Got to catch but those I, planes. That's right, that's right. But I, I would love for us to be able to, to play more. I think our our team enjoys it, our fans love it, because it's uh, it's an aggressive style, it's attacking, it's athletic, and you're getting all of those qualities in singles too, but doubles is, is fun. See, that was kind of my that's kind of my follow-up to that, because I'm actually a huge fan of doubles. Yes. And, like, you know, the headlines are always singles, and you, yes. you see singles, and do you see a lot of younger tennis players, do they play a lot of doubles when they're younger? Or are they pretty much all only play in singles? It's, I know the, the USTA and some of the other ITF federations, they're starting to add in more and more doubles. Hmm. Uh, but the junior circuit is, is definitely geared towards singles. And um, in juniors, tennis is still very much an individual sport. And so there's not as much uh, doubles... Um, opportunities uh, in, in in the junior circuit, but I do believe some of the federations and organizations or, or tournaments are trying to do a better job with that because it's I think it's ex it's not only exciting for the players but it's exciting for the spectators. I'm a fan, so. like you said, just because it's so physical. And then for me, you know, one of the things that I both love and and it, and makes difficult about watching tennis, especially when it's such a team sport at the college level. It's hard to keep track of everything going on. You know, you're yeah. watching like five <laughs> courts at once. With yeah. doubles, it at least condenses it a little bit. It I does. can kind of keep track of everything. I mean, I can only imagine what that's like as a coach. You must be bouncing around from court to court all the time, right? We are. We are bouncing around. We we stay we stay active. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> During the matches, court. which is uh, it's fun. It it keeps it exciting, but. It is. It's it's a lot to watch uh, during singles. Obviously, you have six courts going, and the doubles. It is it is more condensed, uh, and it's fast. So yeah. it's. I, I love both, uh, yeah. but I better right. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, coach. I think you kind of have to yes, like both. Yeah. Allison Silvero joining us, head coach, Oregon women's tennis. All right, I I, I had to talk with you. But I like talking a little broader tennis yes. with you a little bit when yeah. we can. But how about some of the individuals to talk about for this year? You know, you, you mentioned Shweta Sangwan, Alyssa Tobita, and I, I was kind of just curious if you could go through your roster a little bit. Kind of where, where, What's the status of the team heading sure. into this championship season? I'll call it the sure. championship yeah, season. Yeah, there we go. That. Love it. Um, well, we are actually broken up evenly uh, from freshmen to seniors, two, 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 and two. You'd planned uh, it that way. I did. Nicely of course, done. Of course. Uh, but our two seniors, uh, Alyssa Tobita and Nia Rose, uh, are doing a phenomenal job leading the team and working hard on the court, off the court. Uh, and I think for, for these two, it's, it's special because that was also the year I came in. Um, so we've seen this transition together of the program, and, and those two have done uh, a wonderful job of just taking ownership and really buying into the culture. That's cool. And so it's, it's been neat to see uh, just their, their journey and see their senior season. Yeah. So I'm excited for those two. Um, Shweta Sangwan and Danny Nasser are two juniors. And they've been doing a phenomenal job leading vocally and with their actions and being able to follow suit with carrying the culture and really working to, to build a legacy here. Um, those two are ultra competitive. Uh, they love <laughs> they love the battle and they're going to do whatever it takes to get it done uh, for our team. So they're just a great energy to have. And a good upperclassman, I would imagine, yes. with that, too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, our two sophomores are Julia Eschett and Rafanti Kafiani. And okay, I was going to ask you proper pronunciation, yes. so thank you for that. Yes. Julia, as I said earlier, she had one of her best falls results-wise. Um, and she can sing. And she can. She's very talented. She can play guitar. She can dance. She can really do I haven't do seen it all. the dancing yet, but <laughs> I, I have seen <laughs> the singing firsthand. She uh, – she played at the um, at the Hall of Fame induction yes, ceremony. It was did. awesome. It was outstanding. Yes. Yeah. Quick aside. So they, Julia had a like I said a phenomenal fall, and not only just results wise, she's grown a lot from her freshman to her sophomore year, and just becoming more of a 
consistent performer, mm. not only on the court but off the court and with her teammates and really building uh, meaningful relationships. And I think that's that's been important. Um, Rifa is someone she's just always able to put a smile on your face. She's got an very bubbly personality and uh, some one-liners that just make <laughs> everyone laugh. Uh, and Everybody needs one of those. Yes, yeah. and she is, if you have time, come out and watch her play doubles because she is explosive on the doubles court. Mm. Uh, she is just athletic. Um, she knows where to put herself, and it's she's, she's fun to watch. Our two freshmen, Peyton Wagner and Julia Lillian. Julia Lillian just joined us in January, and she has dived in head first, feet first, whatever you <laughs> She is totally submerged. Uh, she loves being a duck. She loves being on this team. She's brought a, an energy and a posit positiveness to our program, which has been great. Um, Peyton did a ton of work in the fall, and it's been great to see her transition. And she's she's a powerful player and uh, just has added a lot of, again, a lot of value to our culture and does things the right way. And so we've got a team of, of excellent players, uh, student athletes, both on and off the court. And we just want to keep going in the right direction. And two, 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 and two. Correct. Perfectly planned. Perfectly <laughs> yes. planned. So it's going to be that way forever, right? I mean, well, it has we'll to see. work out. You know, you get get the perfect distribution in classes. That's got to be the, the nicest way to do it. Yes. Allison Silveria joining us, head coach, Oregon Women's Tennis. Um, I know the goal is always to win a championship, make a run. That's always the goal. Yes. What's kind of the forecast for the year and maybe the, the biggest obstacles that you guys will have to overcome in achieving some of those goals? Yes. Well, we definitely – Achieved something that I think has been uh, a little bit the monkey on our back last year, which was getting back to the NCAA yep. tournament and certainly built a ton of confidence for our players um, or just our program and seeing that, hey, if we continue to do the consistent work day in and day out, we can achieve and, and really leave a legacy and build a legacy here. So this year – Obviously, yes, the championship is, is always the goal, but, but for us we believe in, hey, it's one step at a time and um, we've got to continue to work. So for this year we've, we have certainly set some lofty goals. Uh, we'd love to be right up there hosting NCAAs, which means you've got to be in the top 16. Um, we want to – last year we had some firsts with beating USC and UCLA – uh, we certainly want to do our due diligence and make sure Stanford and Cal's also in there. Yep. <laughs> um, so that's that's a goal. Um, we've talked about Pac-12 conference championships. Obviously, now that we have the team tournament, uh, and that's that's important. I'm but a fan. Yes, I'm a fan. So our our goals are are lofty, but I think it's wonderful. And you know, with with those goals, we always keep in mind our values and, and how we're going to go about it. And that's, that's really most important. But these girls are, they're disciplined, they're united. They, they carry themselves with great character and we compete with a killer mindset. So we just, uh, go out and take care of business. <laughs> I could talk to you for hours, but I know you have to, you know, go and coach and, yes. and do your actual job. <laughs> so thanks for coming on and Thank chatting. You, I really yeah. appreciate it. This Allison Silverio, head coach, Oregon women's tennis. Uh, good luck in the season to come Thank tournament this much. weekend. So yes, it's going to be exciting. Always fun. Uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you again before your next birthday. All right. I promise. Sounds good, Joey. All right. Thank we're going to get a break. Come back at Callie Wagner's here, ladies Woo! and gentlemen. The boss lady women in charge flight. of women in flight. We're going to talk awesome about that program. coming up. Stick with us. Stuck okay. Insider on the Oregon okay. IMG Sports Network. <laughs> Look, at Carl's Jr., we think that if you're hungry and you have five bucks, you deserve a satisfying meal. Like one of our new $5 all-star meals. Loaded with American classics like a charbroiled double cheeseburger, hot dog, fries, drink, even a warm cookie. But hey, if that's not your thing, you can always break out your degree in menu engineering, piece something together from the other guy's value menu, or just swing by Carl's Jr. and get yourself a real meal. The $5 All-Star Meals. There's no better way to spend five bucks. Price of participation may vary. Price is higher in Alaska than Hawaii. Tax not included. It's starting early and staying late, working hard and helping out, giving your all for your team and your community. And just like the Oregon Ducks, On Point does everything we can to help our team win. Giving local people and local businesses the banking and lending solutions they need to get ahead. We're On Point Community Credit Union, a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. 
Federally insured by NCUA. Equal opportunity lender. This is Duck Insider from IMG, America's home for college sports. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you, A, get spiritual. Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Movies like Contagion are fiction, but disease outbreaks can and do happen. Early detection allows public health officials at the state, local, and federal levels to manage and reduce the spread and impact of a contagious disease. CDC stands ready to respond. Our scientists work 24-7 to address current and potential health threats. For more information about CDC's work or how you can stay healthy, visit www.cdc.gov. We're back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. The best shows are the shows where you can have back-to-back interviews, and that's what we have today. Callie Wagner, the director of Oregon Woman in Flight. Hi, Callie. Hello. What's going on? How are oh, things? Things are good. I feel like I might be out of breath because I've been running around today, but that's a good problem to have. That's that's <laughs> me every day. Yeah, hoofda. Um, but yeah, things are good. Winter term. It's flying by, um, and I think it's kind of that pivotal point where we're heating up in those winter sports seasons, and I'm sure we'll talk plenty about women's basketball Mm -hmm. here in a little bit. I don't want to jump your questions. but Hey, you're um, the co-host now. (laughs) Women's basketball, there's a lot of action, and then certainly we're doing a lot of planning for the upcoming spring sports as well. So, uh, you know, a lot of pieces all at once, a lot of people – a lot of energy, uh, so it's it's a great time to be around. All right, women in flight. Uh, by now, everyone's heard of it, but I always <laughs> I ask you. So. I always ask you to get, what what what's the women in flight? Uh, maybe one status update and two, just what you guys are doing these days. So, women in flight. For those of you who don't know, I'm really sorry. It means I'm not doing my job well enough. Um, <laughs> women in flight is a program that does awareness, raises awareness and funds for our women's athletic programs. Um, this is actually the fifth year of Women in Flight. We wow. just started in January, the fifth year, uh, which is really, really crazy. This is the beginning of my fourth year with the Women in Flight program, which is doesn't that make us feel like we're old and time is flying by? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely flying by. Um, So the program really started in January, and then most people associate it with um, the launch event that was in June. So we're excited to be entering the fifth year of the program, and um, we had a great year in 2017. Uh, Really, we've kind of grown every year, and we felt really great about the progress that has happened every year. Um, And I have – I'm just hot off the press, pulled some stats for the 2017 year, um, it's an annual fund program, so um, we count it in the calendar year, and we had approximately $317,000 raised in our annual fund, um, and that was from approximately 642 wow. donors who stepped up in a big way um, to support our female student-athletes last year in 2017, and then we also did some major gift fundraising as well. Women in Flight has certainly set the platform for major gift fundraising specific to women's athletics, which is um, maybe something that we didn't totally associate with once the program was introduced. But as it's evolved, we've learned that there are people that are really interested in supporting in a big way um, our female student-athletes. And so it's been a really fun year. That's interesting. That it, So it's really become kind of the, for lack of a better phrase, the big ticket items, I guess. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, there is certainly something – to feel proud of with our female student athletes. Um, generally people like to give when they have a relationship with our female student athletes and our coaches and they feel connected to the teams and our women's programs make that really easy. I mean, autograph sessions, open practices. Um, they really make that uh, a point of emphasis. I think the coaches are developing great role models by having them interact with the community. And that's a big part of women in flight kind of building that community around our women's teams. And one example, you know, just of, uh, I think the cool things, community-wise, but then also just 
some of the benefits to the student athletes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys helped send a softball team to New Zealand. We did. So, <laughs> I mean, that's just one example that comes to mind recently of the kind of stuff that you guys have done. Yeah. You know, there are kind of a variety of levels of what these projects look like and uh, just a ton of ways we can support female student athletes. Um, the annual fund certainly is um, trying to build some sustainability for women's athletics so that as we continue to grow as an athletic department, um, we are making sure that we are making steps forward, you know, maintaining it and enhancing the resources that we can provide female student athletes. So um, that's one piece. Foreign tours, our goal is to have one team a year go on a foreign tour. So awesome. we've had New Zealand, we had lacrosse go to Australia, mm-hmm. we had soccer go to China, we had women's basketball go to Spain. Actually, that trip to Spain was um, one of the things that Kelly said took them so far in March um, because they had had the opportunity to play a few extra practices and games internationally and then certainly get that strong freshman class, now a sophomore class, a little bit more experience at the college level. (laughs) I don't believe it. I I still can't. Not after what we saw on on Sunday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, amazing. So, yeah, we've had a lot of fun projects. Another project that we were proud to do is – Um, provide some kind of training materials. We have heart rate monitors that we could offer the soccer and lacrosse programs, um, which they use when uh, different positions use these as kind of monitoring their training, uh, making sure they're getting enough endurance um, and, you know, not overtraining when they're in season and out of season. So uh, that's a little bit of a smaller project, but certainly a a major benefit to our female student athletes. UOWomenInFlight.com. UOWomenInFlight.com, yes. What else should we know? Well, what else should we know? We have a big game. Um, Every game for women's basketball now is certainly big. And uh, for those of you who weren't there or didn't see in the arena on Sunday against Oregon State, Oregon beat Oregon State for the first time um, since the Kelly Graves era, which is really exciting. And the thing that's even more exciting for me, certainly the win is um, always something to celebrate, but having over 7,000 people in that arena was just unbelievable. Upper deck open. Upper deck that was, was open. That was what I mean when I when I saw that I was like, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> like I mean that that was really cool. You know, energy is so contagious, and uh, it shows that we have those fans out there. They're interested in supporting. They're excited to support uh, our women's team, and um, this is just the beginning. So you know, my proud moment was looking around that arena, knowing this is a full house, and this there these people are here to support our female student athletes and our women's basketball team. Um, so. Every game is big moving forward. Um, we have our women in flight women's basketball game against Stanford on Sunday, February 4th at noon. And we'll also be recognizing National Girls Women in Sports Day. So we'll have some autograph opportunities and some interactive opportunities for young girls and boys in the community um, to meet some of our other female student athletes along the way. So that's really a big push that we have going on. And then um, we also have women's tennis. We'll do our women in flight women's tennis match on March 23rd. Um, Allison Silverio is leading a, a really exciting, fun team. So if you haven't been out to women's tennis, I was just saying um, at the break that, you know, women's tennis is certainly that one-on-one kind of that grit, that competitive spirit. And, um, you know, people, they don't draw as big a crowd, but the athleticism and the passion are so evident in such a, you know, single sport, one against one. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, I can keep going for forever. Well, the floor is yours. <laughs> um, we have uh, our softball women in flight game on Friday, April 6th. Man, you are scheduled. I, look at this. <laughs> well, I don't this have well all done. of them set yet, but those are a few of them that we're looking forward to. Um, softball certainly is a hot commodity around here, uh, and we are really lucky to have a great softball fan base. So I know people are on the edge of their seat waiting to see that team play after um, going to the College World Series last year. Um, and then I personally am really excited to see the new acrobatics and tumbling coach, Keenan, in her first season here at Oregon. She was uh, an acrobatics and tumbling student athlete when I was here on the lacrosse team. Uh, so I have, um, you know, a, a small spot in my heart, a little bit of investment in her success here, and I'm excited to see uh, what she'll do. And their season will be kicking off their first meet is on let's see i think it's a sunday friday february 9th february 9th i was gonna say yeah. i knew the date didn't know what day of the week it well, was i so. got the february 9th not the friday but yeah. february 9th so yeah. the, there you go between the two of us we, we got we it <laughs> we look at a lot of schedules yeah that's right <laughs> that's right kelly wagner the director of women in flight here with us well i think it's amazing just what you guys have done i mean when you said that this is the fifth year i i mean that was kind of like whoa that kind of smacked me in the face you know it's 
it, it seems like Women in Flight's been around for a long time with the kind of success that you guys have had. And I, I think that it's important to say for, for people that, you know, are kind of thinking like, well, you know, why would I want to donate just to Women in Flight? And why not? What, what's different from just kind of a general donation? And what I've often said to people, I've actually gotten that question a few times. I've often said, well, it's, it's an investment and you get a little bit more return on the investment, I think, because you guys are so good about kind of giving back to the donors that make some of this possible, right? Yeah, you know, I... I I'm proud to say that we are under the umbrella of the Duck Athletic Fund and, and really, you know, on a day-to-day basis, operationally, we couldn't work without having a lot of support from the Duck Athletic Fund. But, you know, in the big picture, it's our hope that this is a community around women's athletics, that our female student-athletes, they feel the support through Women in Flight and through the fans in the arena and at the softball stadium. Um, it's our hope that the coaches feel supported by the local community and, and really to connect young girls to their role models of yeah. the college athletes to connect community members to our female student athletes, our programs. Um, you know, there are a lot of cool pieces to tie together to build that community. And it takes time, five years of time, but I think <laughs> that we are really making some great progress. And uh, my hope is that people feel proud and inspired to be connected. I've, I'll put it this way. There's going to be a Lexi Bando in 10 years from now. Oh yeah. Right. A Eugene, kid that mm-hmm. comes to Oregon and says I came to Oregon because of all this stuff that happened around sporting events. I that's mean, our hope. That's uh, you can see it. Yeah. I mean just I, I see it you know I when I did play-by-play for volleyball and for softball and for soccer I still remember th- the autograph sessions were not what they are now. I mean you see there's so many more families and so many more kids involved oh, yeah. and I just think it's it's got to be cool to see that's got to bring a warm feeling to you right yeah I, th- I think it's it's amazing and I think that it shows that you know the future is bright for Oregon women's athletics I think that it shows that our teams and our coaches are doing the right you know uh, greetings after autograph sessions after are really thanking the fans in the right way and uh, the possibilities are endless a lot of schools are kind of watching this women in flight program to try and figure out where we're going next and, and how they can implement something like this. So that's actually my next question because every year <laughs> I've, I've kind of, yeah, every year I've kind of asked you like, you know, are you seeing more and more schools? And I remember at least the last few years, I remember you and Lisa talking to me about how you've gotten some, some questions about it mm-hmm. and more schools are starting to do it. So what's kind of the update on that is you guys really did kind of set the standard for something like this. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's no secret that um, there is kind of a, a national women's movement happening. And fortunately, we kind of already have the platform set to sure. launch off of that um, with this Women in Flight program. Schools are in a unique position where they're trying to find new revenue streams. They're trying to generate new revenue, and it's not coming from football season tickets or basketball season tickets. So, you know, we're trying to really capitalize on the support that we already know we have and really engage people who we know are excited to, um, you know, financially invest in our female student-athletes. And uh, we are having a lot of schools that are watching us and calling. I generally get a call about every two weeks. How are you doing this? What does this look like? And you know, every school, different parts of the country, there are different challenges that schools are going to face. Um, I would say certainly to have the administrator's support is essential. Rob is our biggest advocate. He's a women in flight donor. Um, Lisa Peterson is amazing to work with. And how it's integrated into the Duck Athletic Fund uh, is, is really helpful to help this program uh, really have that sustainability and have the investment from the top down. Awesome. Yeah. Do we miss anything? Whew, I'm still out of breath. That's for certain. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. We ha- we're looking forward to a great year. We're working on setting our goals for the 2018 year. And um, my hope is to really keep women in flight donors excited and, and generate some new interest as we go. You set the bar. I remember the last few times we've talked, you, you had the donor number and the, and the donor level uh-huh. high. So oh, yeah. I, I imagine the bar is going to keep getting set <laughs> this higher. This time of year, I'll tell you, every time we talk about kind of collectively what is a goal we can set and what's something that we can just nearly reach, if not really, you know, strive for. And I always get nervous. I'm always like, oh gosh, that's a lot. I'm not sure. Right. That feels like a lot. Uh, but it, every time we've hit it um, and we feel really good about what the future is going to look like. So um, stay tuned for our goals for 2018. And I hope to be able to come back on and share with everyone. You're welcome on the show anytime. I'm glad that we could uh, schedule it. Good year in review, year <laughs> forecast. Uh, I mean, it, it's kind of become a regular January thing, actually. I think we've done this each of the last four years. Oh, I remember the first time I didn't know where your office was, and I was super nervous. So well, <laughs> you're a veteran now, right? <laughs> yeah, four And I still years. have the tallest office on campus. You see? do. 
Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a bragging right. I yeah. would agree. Mine is not quite this. Yeah. I'm gonna lose the headphones. Vaulted, it's so high. <laughs> vaulted ceilings are uh, are my specialty. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, it's here pretty at the nice. Center lobby. Flying so. high, as we say. With that's women right. In flight. <laughs> that's right. Well, again, uowomeninflight.com. Um, Callie Wagner, she's amazing, as you can hear. She's the director. She's the boss lady. Yeah. What other titles do you have? Anything that I missed? Uh, other duties as assigned. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that ain't that the truth. <laughs> Callie Wagner. Thank you so time. much. All right, we're going to come back and uh, tell you about a pretty cool honor for Oregon men's tennis. Also, a look at Tip-Off Tuesday, what you're going to hear tonight from Dana Altman. That should be fun. Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. This is Joel Block for The Law and You with Eugene attorney Don Corson. Don, you recently won a case against an insurance company for improper practices after an auto accident. What happened? We represented a man who bought auto insurance to protect his family. When he got in an accident, his insurance company refused to settle, and he was sued. There was a substantial judgment against him. His insurance company's lawyers encouraged him to take bankruptcy. That's just plain wrong. We were asked to help the man and filed a lawsuit against his insurance company for its unacceptable practices. When the jury heard the facts, they strongly penalized the insurance company for its misconduct. Most cases like this are never prosecuted because insurance companies are exempt from Oregon's unfair trade practices law. Until this law changes, insurance companies sometimes can take advantage of their Oregon policyholders. Thanks, Don. For more on your rights with insurance companies, visit the law firm of Corson & Johnson at CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. The Law and You is a community service and does not replace the advice of an attorney. Duck Insider, Duck Insider, Duck Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. I've got the water, energy bars, and camera. I think we're set for the hike. Almost. We need to protect our skin. Don't forget your wide-brimmed hat and sunscreen. All right. I've got the hat. I've got SPF 30. Will that work? Yeah, anything 15 or higher is good. Just make sure it says broad spectrum. Great. Got it. I am not getting burned again. Let's go. Learn more at cdc.gov cancer. Hi, I'm Kathy Rigby, and I love portraying Peter Pan on the stage. But there are many children who are facing the reality of life-threatening illnesses every day. Discovery Arts helps children undergoing cancer treatment step outside of their illness and into a world of imagination by bringing them music, dance, and arts adventures while they're in the hospital. For $15 a month, you can become a Discovery Arts partner and bring art adventures to a child facing the unimaginable. Visit discoveryarts.org today for more information. Joey Mack, welcoming you back to Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. My thanks to Allison Silverio, head coach, Oregon Women's Tennis, and the director of Women in Flight, Callie Wagner, for joining us. Uh, pretty amazing program, what they've been able to build with Women in Flight. I, I do remember, you know, Callie was kind of joking that she remembers we used to do a show in the, in the Casanova Center in the communications office up in what they call the Pittman Room on the top floor of the cast before we started doing it. Actually, in our old studio and then doing it here in the Duck Store. and. We've done the show a lot of different places, and I just remember I was thinking about it during the break, like what that first conversation was like. And I remember I was even kind of asking, like, so, Callie, what are you guys doing? I mean, what what, what is this whole program going to look like? What's it going to be? And it's just amazing how it's kind of taken off. And I, I just think it's really cool what Women in Flight's morphed into. UOWomenInFlight.com for more information. Live for the Duck Store, we purchase support the students, faculty, and staff at the University of Oregon. I want to remind you about the Oregon Game Day app. You can download it on your smartphone's app store. Stay up to date with the Ducks news and social media. Tickets in the app as well. Live game broadcasts and facilities info. The Oregon Game Day app. Download it on your smartphone's app store today. Uh, while we're on the tennis note, Oregon men's tennis junior Thomas Laurent was named the first Pac-12 player of the week for this spring season, which we jokingly referred to with Coach Silverio as the winter spring season. That was announced by the conference this morning. Laurent is the number six ranked player in the nation, and he was outstanding in the Ducks outing against actually Coach Silverio on the women's side's alma mater, Georgia State. He won 6-0 and 6-2 at the number one position. That's a shellacking. The French International is 2-0 in singles play so far this year. He's only dropped four games throughout the six sets that he played. That's pretty outstanding. And in doubles play, he's partnered with senior Cormac Clissold, and they got their first win of the season against Georgia State as well. Duo came up big 
at the number two position in doubles against the 56th ranked pair in the country, and that actually clinched the doubles point for Oregon. Because remember in college tennis, you get the doubles point, and then there's the singles action that contributes to the total score. Loren is currently 10th on the Oregon all-time singles win list. He's got a career record of 59-15, and 15, including a 26-4 and 4 record when he's been at the number one spot. His freshman year, he took some lumps, but then he's really developed ever since then, and he may go down as the best player in Oregon history. Uh, Jason Amos is the singles wins leader. He did it at the end of his senior season, and I think that Thomas Lawrence got a great shot at getting there. He's halfway through, and he's in the top ten already. Pretty incredible. And, you know, if you haven't gone to an Oregon tennis meet on both the men's or the women's side, I would encourage you to do so. They don't get that huge crowd, and I, and I do contend, or not contend, I do admit that it's hard to follow at times because you kind of have to zero in on which court you want to watch in order to follow along, but it's worth it. it. It's a fun match at the college level to be able to see, and also these are two programs that have really been building. I mean, the men are hoping to make a pretty deep run in the NCAA tournament this year. Thomas Lawrence probably going to be able to make a run in the individuals championships this year. And then for women's tennis, they're trying to continue to build on last year's success, getting to the NCAA tournament. All good things for tennis, and I'm really looking forward to talking with those coaches, uh, Allison Severio and Neil Shelander, over the course of the next uh, few weeks. I do see a few people uh, co- chiming in on the Facebook comment section, and I want to get to those as we had a few interviews, so I didn't get to them all as quickly as I normally would. I see uh, Tobiah, and Tobiah, i got to tell you, I did ask Coach Altman about um, slowing down a little bit and if that's kind of a something that they factor in and they think about as a coaching staff late in a ball game. Uh, that, you'll be able to hear it on Tip-Off Tuesday, his answer to that question coming up tonight, 7.05 on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. We'll also play uh, my conversation with Coach Altman for you on the program tomorrow as well. For those of you who uh, missed Tip-Off Tuesday, you can always subscribe to the podcast on iTunes as well. Search Oregon IMG Sports Network and tunein.com slash ducks. Also has our podcast section available there. Well, but anyway, um, Tobias says it just depends on wins. And I think this is talking about the Heisman odds earlier. And I, I kind of agree. You know, the Heisman's kind of become who's the best player on one of the best teams. You know, and I've heard the argument before, well, maybe they should do the Heisman after the, the playoffs. And maybe they should do the Heisman after the bowl games. And But then wouldn't it really even more just become who's the best player on the best team? I mean, that's kind of what the Heisman's become the last decade two decades or so so i agree it kind of does depend on the amount of wins matt asks, uh, what's oregon baseball team gonna do this year well i think that for baseball losing guys like david peterson of the draft tim susnar experience behind the plate as a catcher and then you factor in the transfers of morgan mccullough and matthew dyer i, I think that the ducks are going to need some young guys to step up in a big way last year was pretty a pretty big youth infusion for Oregon baseball. So I think if guys like Spencer Steer and Gabe Matthews at the corner infield positions take that step forward and become the sort of authority in the middle of the order, I think the Ducks are going to end up being pretty good. You know what you got in Kyle Kasser? He's an all-Pac-12 type of player, all-Pac-12 type of academic guy as well. I think that for Oregon baseball, it's going to come down to a few things. One, depth in the bullpen. Two, can they find a guy that can be behind the likes of Matt Mercer in the rotation who could be that go-to guy on Saturday and Sunday. Maybe it's Kenyon Yovan. They've often talked about maybe moving him into a starter's role rather than being a closer. Could potentially be a two-way player, Kenyon Yovan could. I think that those are the sorts of questions that will get asked in the next few weeks as we head into the season. What does the rotation look like? Who's going to pitch behind Matt Mercer? What's the bullpen depth look like with some of the younger guys? I think the infield, you're going to be fine. It's going to be a question of what the outfield looks like for this Oregon baseball team. If they get a freshman or two that really steps up in some of those positions, I think that the Ducks are going to be able to compete for a regional. If they get guys that regress and they don't have enough freshmen step up, then we'll have to see the way that this team looks. So we'll talk more baseball throughout the course of the week. Like I said, they've got media day today. We'll have interviews for that coming up throughout the course of Duck Insider uh, the next uh, few days or so. Duck Insider Day brought to you by Bymark. Get ready for your season for less. More detailed look at men's basketball, the schedule ahead for the Pac-12. Also tell you what's to come on tip-off Tuesday, a little more in-depth. And we got a busy show for you tomorrow that we'll tell you about next on the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
Like any winning team, it takes every part of EMC Insurance Companies working together to successfully ensure that our agents, policyholders, and employees can count on EMC. And they do. They count on our broad range of insurance products and services. They count on our superior level of personalized service, and they trust that we will continue to be a financially stable partner just like we have been for more than 100 years. All of this makes EMC one of the nation's premier insurance companies, and that's something you can always count on. Introducing Carl's Jr.'s $5 All-Star Meals. Load it with satisfying classics. For just 5 bucks, you get a charboiled double cheeseburger hot dog and, oh yeah, fries, drink, and a fresh-baked cookie. Or a double cheeseburger, a spicy chicken sandwich, and what? The fries, drink, cookie thing again? Or hand-breaded tenders and, spoiler alert, fries, drinks, and cookies for days, y'all. All for just 5 bucks. The $5 All-Star Meals. Stop by Carl's Jr. and get yourself one today. Price of participation may vary. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Tax and this is the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark, and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ag Council. It's practical. Poly Radio. I've switched to cooking with healthier oils. So now what do I do with all these tubs of lard? Skinny jeans feeling too tight, a bit of lard on your hips and thighs, and those pants slide on like a dream. So there's no need for that lard to go to waste. But get your best heart-healthy trade-up with healthier oils, like canola, olive, or other vegetable oils, which can actually lower your chances for heart disease. Learn more at heart.org slash face the fats. Canola Info is the national supporter of the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign. This broadcast of University of Oregon Athletics is authorized under rights granted to IMG College, LLC, by the University of Oregon and is intended solely for the entertainment of our listening audience. Any publication, rebroadcast, retransmission, or commercial use of the descriptions and accounts of this game or show without the express written consent of IMG College and the University of Oregon is prohibited. The announcers are selected by IMG College and approved by the University of Oregon. Today's legal disclaimer brought to you by Corson Johnson Law and Life is in Sports. You have to enforce the rules to keep people safe. Learn more about how the law can help make our community safer at CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. Corson Johnson Law Firm, a proud sponsor of the Oregon Ducks. Joy Mack, welcoming you back to Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Live here at the Duck Store, we purchase support the Ducks, past, present, and future. Also want to say uh, thanks to Lori for shouting out. She says, happy to see Allison there. I played tennis for Oregon in the 80s. I don't think there was any recruiting then. We were all walk-ons. Go Ducks. How about that? That's pretty cool to to see the, just the kind of the growth of the program, and I think it speaks to how college athletics in general just continues to boom. I wanted to make sure that I pointed that out. Thanks, Laura. I forgot to mention that earlier on the show. The basketball schedule for the Pac-12 is is kind of intriguing. So Stanford is at USC on Wednesday. I think this is a huge game for the conference. Here's why: Stanford's eleven and nine and five and two in conference, and remember they got USC with that late buzzer beater after USC had seemingly won the game with a lay-in at the end of the clock, or late in the game, like two seconds on the clock. Stanford hits this half-court shot. It goes nuts. They win by they win by a point. Reed Travis is averaging 20 points per game and 7.6 rebounds per game, and he may be, may be the player of the year in the conference. I think he's in the conversation. I don't think he's going to win it, but I think that he's in the conversation. But if Stanford beats USC on the road, after they were really unhealthy at the beginning of the year, and now everybody's healthy. Stanford's kind of the, they're a little scary right now, honestly. What does the committee do with a team like that that was unhealthy early in the year, and now they're just running through the conference? Arizona's hosting Colorado on Thursday. Utah at Arizona State on Thursday as well. And then Cal is at UCLA. That's a game UCLA should win. So to me, that USC-Stanford game tomorrow night, really intriguing. Tip-Off Tuesday presented by The Cooler coming up 7.05 on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. We'll talk to you then.
Alvin and the Chipmunks want to remind you to keep bacteria and food from making you ill with four simple steps. This will be a walk in the park. Clean. Wash hands and surfaces often. I'm waiting for the rinse cycle. Separate. Keep raw meats away from ready-to-eat foods. Yep. Cook. Make sure meat, poultry, and seafood is cooked to the right temperature. And chill. Refrigerate food promptly. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. The road trip to food safety starts at foodsafety.gov. Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi. Sorry, forgot one last thing. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window, and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I rescued Toast from a shelter in 2011. I love Toast because she's a lazy diva. Toast does whatever she wants, obviously. She's sleeping right now. She's so loving. She's so comforting. When I walked into the shelter, I knew right then that she was special. Toast, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. You've been listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. A special thanks to University of Oregon Athletics Director Rob Mullins. Duck Insider is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports.